March is a particularly rough month for weather in the Midwest. They are precariously positioned between the lingering Arctic influence draping down from Canada and the moisture-laden warmth coming up from the Gulf of Mexico. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. From March 14th through the 31st of 2019, a truly historic Midwest flooding inundated millions of acres of agriculture while also totally overwhelming cities and towns, causing widespread damage to roads, bridges, levees, and dams. It was a damned mess this day in weather history. In the end, this two-week deluge of a disaster caused just under $3 billion in damages split between two states that were the most affected. $1.6 billion in the Hawkeye state of Iowa and $1.3 billion in Cornhusker Nation, Nebraska. This historic flooding was one of the costliest U.S. inland flooding events on record, and it included an Air Force base in Nebraska. It was severely flooded, the third U.S. military base to be damaged by a billion-dollar disaster event in the past six months, I might add. So, that certainly begs the question, what happened? To start, from January until early March, average temperatures in the Midwest remained very cold, with record snowfall in many areas. There was even a blizzard in early March that left up to three feet of snow on the ground in some areas. But if you have that kind of late-season snow, you run the risk of the season catching up. Remember the precarious placement I mentioned? Rapid snowmelt and heavy rain teamed up to cause massive flooding. As an example, the temperature spiked in Nebraska after the cold and snow that preceded this, and this happened thanks to the underbelly of a warm sector. Within that warm sector of a low-pressure center, you get warm air, check, and it comes up in this case from the Gulf, so it is also accompanied by rain, check. This quickly melted the snow, and quickly is the key word here. Because of the months of frozen cold and snow on the ground, it was hard and therefore not able to absorb any meaningful amount of rain or melt, and that subsequently led to an unprecedented runoff event into local streams and rivers. Now you had supersaturated soil combined with an elevated river flow from the previous fall, and this resulted in a severe widespread flooding across the entire middle of the United States. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, and I thank you for that. But there's also the daily podcast video short. I shoot them right here in my podcast recording studio, so therefore you get perspective of how I do things around here. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. So the ground was frozen, and that led to the flooding. Therefore, if that was the case, then naturally many of the rivers were also still frozen over with a thick layer of ice. Uh -huh. What happens when the temperature spikes and we get a heavy rain? We get melt, a rapid melt, so that there will be a sudden flow of the river. A sudden flow means something jarring is happening, and that was enough to break up and dislodge massive chunks of ice that then traveled downstream, acting like a plow. The situation is now out of control. The ice-choked Niobrara River in northern Nebraska burst through and destroyed Spencer Dam, and that sent a wave of water and massive ice slabs down into towns and fields. This charging surge of ice slabs and water destroyed a restaurant while also clogging bridges that had not already been washed away 
by the ice plows along the river. Hold on, we're far from done here. As the season gave way to spring, it stayed unsettled and wet, as was the summer that followed and then the fall after that. And this kept big stretches of the Missouri River flooded for much of the rest of the year. As a matter of fact, it took until December 19th, six days before Christmas, for Nebraska to finally be 100% free of any National Weather Service flooding warnings, watches, or advisories. There had been such a watch or warning every day, dating back as far as February 2nd, Groundhog Day of that year, a streak that no one ever wants to see broken. And the Mizzou River was not the only one affected. Stretches of the Mississippi were also in flood advisories for months. This would set records for flood longevity that extended from Louisiana to Iowa. Another crazy story that included this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to, and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 16th, and we will be looking back to what was the earliest recorded tornado in the province of Ontario's history. It broke a record that stood for almost 60 years, and it was almost to the day. Don't miss tomorrow. A tornado rips through a town in Ontario while most of the province is still covered in snow. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.